Hello everybody, this is Ethan and welcome back to another episode of Chitter Chatter. This is episode number 125 and would you believe I'm not actually talking about a Manchester United game. I know, shocker. Uh, I do realise this is what this podcast has kind of turned into and um, I still might turn it into a Man United podcast if, if I'm being completely honest with you because it just seems like that's all I talk about. And look, you know, I know United did play today and United lost, which is very convenient as the first loss of the season, the first time I'm not talking about them. But I did have in my mind that no matter what, I wouldn't talk about Man United because I did have something else that I wanted to talk about. And usually when I can think of something else to talk about, I usually do it instead of a match review, because I want to mix it up a bit sometimes. Um, and you know what? Pfft, there'll probably be a match review on the Champions League match, uh, United and Villarreal, so I'll probably talk a bit about it there. Uh, and, you know, question is, what are we going to talk about today? And I think, you know, hint is in the title, Sex Education, very popular Netflix series. Um, came back for its third season. Um, a show I hold close to my heart. Really enjoy it. Absolutely fantastic series, I think. One of... Um, also one of my favourite TV series. Or Netflix series. Or, you know, whatever you want to call it. Favourite series. Favorite, you know, let's call it that. One of my favourite series. Um, I mean, that and... I would say, you know, it, it's, it's close to me. Me top five. I mean, one of my tops up there have to be, you know, like Friday Night Dinner. Um, in between us, that's always good. You know, yes, education is definitely um up there. Definitely my favorite like recent series, if you get me. Uh, third season came out. Uh, I know I'm a bit late to like the reviewing party. I don't, can't remember. It would come out like what two weeks ago now, maybe. Um, but you know, with studying and all that jazz. Uh, I haven't had a lot of time, but I've managed to kind of binge watch it myself, and um, I don't know, I just thought, you know, I'm maybe not the best at TV reviews, or Netflix reviews, or movie reviews, or whatever, but I suppose I kind of, as I said, wanted to mix up a bit, and I suppose just kind of talk about it, in a sense. Um... Now, if you don't know what sex education is, you probably wouldn't have clicked on it, but it is quite a long story, to be honest. Uh, first season, anyway, Otis, there's this guy called Otis, this girl called Maeve, kind of a like each other, kind of not, you know, it's kind of like, will they, won't they kind of scenario. And basically, the main, the main premise, there's a lot of side stories. Uh, main premise of the show was basically Otis... Uh, his mum is like a, a sex therapist, and he se- uh, he's uh, he's um, set up a, a sex clinic at school, trying to help students um, with the sexual problems. I guess you could say. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of the adventures that followed that. You know, kind of stuff like that. It's an entertaining show set in the UK. It's very good. Um, now, I was talking to a friend of mine and it kind of brought up a very good point. You know, he said, with with the the storyline that they kind of put on in season one, there's very, 
I suppose there's there's very little you can do. It's quite restrictive in what you can do. But the third season for me, barely any mention of like the the sex clinic itself. I mean, season two, you know, we kind of saw the the clinic, I suppose, kind of stop. Um, but it was still very much, I suppose, talked about. If you get me, this season. I mean, I should have watched season two recap because I actually I can barely remember what happened in that second season. But season three kind of changed the whole narrative. I mean, the the clinic itself was like set up in like the old back student toilets. Uh, and that was like demolished in like episode two or episode three. So that's kind of like, you know, the old premise of the show kind of being destroyed, if you get me, you know, it's kind of, um, I thought I thought it was very clever in how they did it, it's like, okay, we're moving away from that part, obviously it was still mentioned once or twice, but it really focused on other stuff, I get, um, if you get me, uh, which we'll get into in, in, a, in, in a few minutes, but yeah, so that's destroyed, um, Main premise of the show this season, anyway, was um, basically uh, Principal Groff, the old principal. Uh, he's no longer principal at the school, and uh, a new kind of or what or how she was represented. A new kind of, I guess, you say like fun, cool, down with the kids sort of principal comes in, former student, quite young called Hope. Starts off cool, starts off nicely. She's kind of there to, you know, shut down the um, the uh, image of Mordale as a, as a sex school. Because it's kind of public information, like people know about it, if you get me, you know, the information got out. And she's basically called in and, and she's like, right, and you changed all around. Right? Fair enough. And she starts off well. You know, kids seem to like her. You know, yeah, it's just very open and honest with the students. But then as the series progresses, uh, she's a nasty piece of work, we come to find out. I mean, a very, very uncomfortable, I would even go as far as to say, um, scene, I would say, I think the third last episode was when she basically publicly humiliated. Well, well, yeah, humiliated in the school. Three students um, for, I think, like, not wearing the uniform right. Another one was, like, writing weird stories. And I can't, it was Eric's boyfriend, wasn't it, Adam? What was he shamed for? Was it something about his grades? Or unhygienic things, I think it was, actually. Him being unhygienic. Um, Yeah, and I just found that, like, very... Even, like, a dystopian scene, in a way. Like, I found it very uncomfortable. But that I think that's what it was, you know, it shows, like, she is evil. You know what I mean? Evil, really. Um, Because that is just something you... You don't do, you know. Um, and anyway, that was the third last episode. 
I mean, in the penultimate episode, she locks one of the uh, students in a room. Cal, I think the name is. Um, Non-binary student, one of two, I think that was um, kind of brought in this season. Uh, A lot of people shouting for it, praising it, you know, finally some uh, non-binary inclusion in sexual education because that's what the show is all about you know like obviously it's like a a drama slash comedy kind of type but it's also you know like teenagers finding themselves and you know expressing themselves that's what the series is all about and hope has kind of like she's come in and as i said the main premise of the show and kind of like kind of shut all this out like she told her ola to take her lgbt flag pin of herself, uh, told Maeve to, like, cut her hair because she didn't like the purple in it, um, and, yeah, kind of not being very nice to Cal and Layla, I think the name was, uh, basically, in an episode where they're having, like, sex talks, really old-fashioned ones, Cal and Layla are like, you know, where do we go, because, like, you know, were non-binary, so you're splitting them into, like, the male and female lines. So it was a bit, you know, yeah, it was, um, that, that whole episode, that whole scene with the whole old-fashioned sex talk was so, well, like, you couldn't imagine it happening nowadays, like, but I suppose that's the message that the school wanted, or that the show wanted to send, kind of, like, look how far we've come, like, look how unacceptable these things were and the teachers were saying that they couldn't um express their views the teachers were saying you know under the new iron fist of hope that they couldn't ask questions so they showed a very old video of this man talking about for, for, for like the males talking about this man talking about sex and the whole video was basically homophobic <laughs> basically um just shows how backwards the videos that they were being shown were and i f- think the the one for the girls i think it were um and cal and layla obviously uh were like this woman basically came in and she just basically shouted at them saying do not have sex because it will ruin your life now I, I did laugh at that part, but I suppose it's supposed to be serious in a way as well, because this is what messages were being sent back in the day, I guess. Do you know what I mean? Again, it just shows how far we've come. Um, I think the word that they were kind of using was like abstinence. You know, they, they were... They were hopeful sending the school into absolute... Like, I felt it was very clever how they did it. I mean, you know, um, kind of like bit by bit, you know, telling people to take off the, you know, LGBT pins, you know, dyed her and whatnot. You know, introducing a uniform, for example, you know. So it's, um, you know, it, it was very clever how it was, like, gradually brought in, you know, like, even the line splitting in the hallways, you know, like, single file line, this side and this side. 
so yeah, it was, it was something, something, you know, it, it was, uh, it was clever, uh, and if you don't know what abstinence means, by the way, because I didn't, uh, sexual abstinence, uh, means different things to different people, for most people, abstinence means not having sex with anybody, so that's what they were kind of introducing into the sex talks, I suppose, in the show, um, then, yeah, I mean, so, Cal and uh, Layla were there. Layla didn't get a lot of screen time. It was mainly uh, Cal as the main focused non-binary student. But Layla, uh, it was really, really nice seeing Layla and uh, Cal basically kind of like joining up. Cal was helping Layla out. Um, was that in the final episode of the penultimate episode? It was, it, was, it was near enough to the end. It was near enough to the end. I feel like it was in the final episode for some reason, but I could be wrong. Um, so, other side stories, um, they were in France and Raheem, I think it was, this is Eric's ex from season two, uh, threw poo in a sock and it hit a car, uh, Adam, Eric's current boyfriend in the show, took the blame for it, uh, kind of stood up for him and Raheem, kind of struck up a unlikely friendship, I suppose, um, and a lot of things happened in France across the two episodes, um, Otis and Ruby, uh, basically weren't talking anymore, basically Otis and Ruby, we found out at the start, kind of came from nowhere that they were in a relationship, and by France, oh, uh, well, yeah, Ruby kind of broke up with Otis, because Otis didn't say I love you back, um, And also, I realise, like, Otis a lot of the time wants to talk. He wants to talk to people. Um, Maven Ruby, especially, when he thinks he's, like, messed things up. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, I can totally relate to that. I've been in them situations many times where I feel like... Because I'm a very, very, very big overthinker. And I've been in a lot of situations where I feel like, you know, something very, very stupid, something very small that I've mess something up with my friend or something and I need to talk to them desperately you know shout out to my friends though you know they, they are they are some very good people um and I, I, I suppose it's kind of like a kind of like a thing of like doing therapy you know what I mean he likes talking to people so I thought that was quite a nice touch um but Otis and Maeve then kiss but the in France because at the end of season two, Otis may basically fell out. And Otis had sent a voicemail to Maeve. But this guy called... Oh, what's his name? Oh, what was his name? That's going to annoy me now. Basically, Maeve had another thing with an, another guy in her caravan park. Um, and he deleted it. He deleted the voicemail because he basically didn't like Otis because he felt he was being very mean to Maeve, which, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um... Isaac. Isaac, that's his name, Isaac, Isaac deleted 
the voice message. Sorry that took me so long, I genuinely could not remember. But yeah, he deleted the voice message. Um, but then he told Maeve, Maeve then mentioned it to Otis. Otis then told Maeve what it said because they were left behind in France by accident. And yeah, basically they ended up kissing. Isaac found out. So the the, the series with that storyline kind of ended in a cliffhanger with Maeve kind of like, like they obviously had feelings for each other. But there was no sort of, like, label. Maeve went to live with her sister's kind of foster mother, I want to say. Um, I think, I can't remember what the actual title is called. Um, but she went to live with her. And then she went to America for this, like, gifted programme. I can't remember the title, but for some sort of, like, programme... Uh, for gifted students in America, because she's, like, dead smart, um, and, yeah, kind of ended on cliffhanger, was like, oh, yeah, I have to go to America, and, like, I was like, oh, when, I was like, now, so it's quite, it's quite an emotional ending, but, kind of ended on cliffhanger, perfect, if you ask me for a season four, I hope there's a season four, do I think there will be a season four, absolutely, um, Another storyline, very emotional, talking about um, Elsie, that's Maeve's sister. Uh, Maeve's mother is... I don't know if she's in rehabilitation or she is rehabitalising, but she's kind of on the run. Um, Maeve basically called the police uh, on her because... Did she run away with Elsie in season two? She did something anyway. Um, and basically that set up the whole catalyst of, you know, Erin, Maeve's mum and Maeve not speaking. But then, in one of the episodes, Amy, one of my favourite characters, drove Maeve to try and find Elsie. They found Elsie and Maeve basically made her mum realise that she can't look after her. And just with the child saying, oh, you know, love you mum and like stuff like that, and just the mum breaking down... Very, very emotional scenes, really. No, it was. Um, they ended on good enough terms, though, which was nice to see. But, yeah, no, that 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 was the emotion, most emotional scene in that season for me. Um, main storyline with Amy, she was trying to... She's uh, still trying to get over uh, sexual abuse. Um, she had a bit of an argument with Maeve as well. Um, as I said... Favourite character, broke up with a boyfriend. That was, like, very end of the series. But it kind of... So, like, she you know, she said herself, like, she's a people pleaser. She doesn't like hurting other people, even if it's for the better. But I, I feel like that kind of symbolised Amy's, like, free. You know, she's... She feels happy, I guess. Do you know what I mean? She's, like, content with herself in a way. Because she was talking to Otis's mum, the therapist, about sexual abuse. You know, she opened up about it. And, yeah, I feel like the sign of her breaking up with her boyfriend, you know, was kind of... You know, like, obviously something very hard to get over. But, like, her breaking up with her boyfriend was a big kind of step towards that. Because she wasn't happy with him. So it was kind of like a change in her personality, which was nice to see. But, yeah, love Amy. She is my... I would say, yeah, my favourite character. Definitely top. Um, 
And then there was a bit of a storyline with uh, Jakob and Jean, Otis's mum. Jakob is Ola's dad. And... Yeah. Yeah, they found out that Jean is pregnant. Now, Jean had kissed Otis's dad while her and Jacob were together. Jacob's pa- uh, wife had passed away. Uh, so it was a bit of a funny in like uh, bit in like the first like few, one or two episodes where she was like sneakily driving past Jacob's house and then finally got the courage to tell him. Um. And they Jacob was introduced. I do like Jacob as a character. Um, and they kind of tried to have a family again. Ola moved in again. Very stressful. But I like Ola's, uh, Ola and Otis's relationship. Um, in sex education. Uh, it's, I, I just think it's a nice kind of friendship. Like they were together before. They're not now. But they're still on good terms. Which is nice I guess. Um, but, but, there is a big but. In the final episode, Jean is feared nearly dead because, well, well, Otis is fearing that she's dead. Um, and Jean suffered a hemorrhage after giving birth. I think that's the correct name. Um, so she's having surgery, basically. And she's alive. She's alive and well. She recovers. But then it was revealed... Well, sorry, yeah. Later, earlier in the series, I think, like, Jacob was like, oh, you know, are you sure the baby's mad? Like, Jean was like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Jacob was like, you know, can we get a paternity test just to make sure? And they were like, yeah, sure. Uh, now, that was kind of, like, skimmed over. But then at the very end of the episode... Well, not the very end, but near the end of the episode, Jean opens the DNA test and she's like, oh, my gosh. Basically alluding to Jacob not being the dad. Which throws a massive spanner in the works. Like, imagine a spanner. You know, times that by 10. That's how big the spanner is. So, that's going to be uh, another thing for season four. If and hopefully when it comes out. Uh, Hope is also in the hospital. Um, I, I think she's trying to get an IVF. Now, I'm not entirely sure what that stands for. But basically, she can't have kids. Or she's been trying to have kids for ages. Uh, and there's kind of a touching moment where... Hope and Otis are talking about it. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's it. I feel like they kind of left Hope's character aside. You know, she kind of basically just left the school after the events uh, in the penultimate episode. Basically, what had happened uh, is that Viv, her name is, uh, a character who I don't mind, but at the same time kind of annoyed me because she was, like, sucking up to Hope a lot. Um, which, I mean, which kind of, like, annoyed me in the series, I guess. But penultimate episode is basically where all, thing, all the things went down. 
she had locked Cal in the well in in a room, and they climbed through a vent and then landed down on the stage. Uh, the choir sang a song about uh, sex that uh, Mr. Hendrix, one of my favourite characters, uh, basically produced. There was a video of them all dressed as penises and private areas. And it basically was a whole disaster because this was like an open day trying, like, you know, hope changing the name of the school to Sparkside Academy, kind of uh, removing the sex school stigma. And it kind of all went wrong because Viv had recorded um, what Hope said to her in private about something along the lives of, like, the, you know, you don't matter, you know, sooner when you realise that, sooner we can get on with our lives. Something horrible like that. And Viv then basically decided, right, yeah, we're all going to do a kind of like an uprising and then the fate of Mordale was kind of left then because basically it was along the lines of like, oh, Mordale's closing, what are we going to do? Well, we have each other, that'll be fine. But that's not going to work. I, like, I, you know, I, I, I really don't know. That's something that is going to be addressed, hopefully, in... The fourth season, maybe if it comes out again, but it'll be very interesting. To, I mean, like there is definitely a few, a few plot devices that they can uh, work with. Uh, Eric also broke up with Adam because he kissed a man in Nigeria, and he realizes that he is not very happy with Adam. So I suppose that was that was a big thing. But his and Adam's relationship, it, it was close to inevitable because. Throughout the series, there was kind of like hints, like you could tell that they weren't like Eric wasn't particularly happy with him. I don't think Adam really. I mean, like it was clear that Adam liked him, but it was clear that a lot of the time he did annoy Eric, and like as Eric put it, like he he wasn't like one hundred percent in quote unquote. So I mean. Yeah, I, they, look, they they broke up. Then um, uh, one of the scenes that I liked, you know, Adam, you know, was encouraged, you know, to do something that he liked. So he went to a dog show. He didn't win, but he got a special recognition. Recognition. Thought that was kind of like a cute scene. Um, and I think I was going to say I think that's all, but we we oh yeah we have uh Mr. Groff, the previous principal. He's kind of had like a character change from like a Iron Fist kind of principal guy to this kind of like guy who's living with Mr. Hendrick. Well, he was living with his brother first, who was a complete, um, complete awful guy to him. I suppose like he, he was just very very mean person, kind of bullied him a lot, and Mr. Groff, in a fantastic scene, stood up to him, which I really liked, uh, he then goes, lives with Mr. Hendricks, who uh, proposed to Mrs. Sands in France, but Mrs. Sands was like, no, we've only been, <laughs> we've only been together a year, but let's move in instead, so they did, and I don't know, it, like, 
I'm trying to think properly what happens, but like, as far as I remember, Mr. Groff kind of, like, his character was kind of put on hold in a way because he kind of picks up some mixed signals from Maureen, his wife. Uh, sorry, his, well, technically his wife, but they're getting a divorce. They then sleep together, but they uh, Maureen then says, oh, last night was a mistake. She then, uh, Mr. Groff then uh, invites her to come over to talk things over and i believe she declines and i think that's where his kind of story ends but that's going to be developed more if there's a fourth season another one was uh lily and ola um very very cute relationship like the relationship that was kind of a very up and down one kind of similar to eric and adam and it was like up and down for a lot of the series much less Ups and downs, though, I will say. There was a big one in France where they kind of, like, had an argument and they were kind of, like, in fighting stage for, like, a few days. They weren't really talking to each other. But then, final or penultimate episode, they uh, they reconcile together. Nice. Uh, and then Isaac, again, kind of a um, character, almost put on hold him and Maeve's relationship, I guess. They basically say, oh, yeah, can we still be friends Isaac is kind of like, not sure. This is when Maeve is leaving. She, it, well, it's kind of like, yeah, we'll definitely be friends, but just I need some time, which is fair enough. Um, I didn't really like Isaac in the second season. I thought he was a bit of a, a bit of a idiot, to put it nicely. Uh, but I actually didn't mind him this season. He kind of won me over. Um, yeah, thought it was quite witty. Quite a funny, quite a funny character. Um, and yeah, I think that's everything covered. And that's kind of like my, I suppose, opinions on every single storyline from Sex Education. I know I probably missed out one or two. I mean, the Otis and Ruby breakup was a big thing. I know I kind of skimmed over that. But um, yeah, uh, I think. That's really it, to be honest. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that's it. I'm gonna say that's it. Um, I actually probably have to put a spoiler before this. I will, I, I will do that. Um, but yeah. In the meantime, thank you very much for listening. I hope you have a great evening, great afternoon, great morning, great day, great night, or wherever you are in the world listening to this episode of Chitter Chatter. Once again, thank you very much for listening. Keep safe as always, and. Goodbye. Hey everybody, this is Ethan. Before we get into the uh, proper episode, just to let you know, obviously, that there are spoilers for Sex Education Season 3. Thanks and enjoy the episode.